You're listening to episode 137 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two two-comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. I had to fill you in on this because I think it might be exactly what you've been hoping for. So we just reopened the doors to our exclusive Maverick Mastermind because we've been getting requests for it for a while now, and we are accepting applications again. But here's the deal. This Mastermind in particular, it is next level. We bring in industry leaders and experts, the ones that you admire from afar, so you can have direct access to them to help you scale your business. We have an entire curriculum we're walking you through that is going to help you change the game of how you grow your business. No more spinning your wheels, feeling like you're wasting time and money. We're going to help you become known as the go-to expert in what you do, help you nail your clarity. You will know exactly what you're called to do and how to do it, increase your visibility, help you build out your next irresistible offers because that's huge. It's going to increase your cash flow, your income levels, your overall impact that you're making. Have access to the people that you want to connect with, in-person retreats with them too. And we're really into teaching you high-level marketing strategy, stuff that's going to stick, list growth strategy so you're talking to the right people, the ones that are primed to buy what you have to offer, and helping you get the right new connections, publicity, land interviews, speaking gigs, direct access to me and my team, my incredible operations director and amazing integrator. And our Mavericks have done more in six months' time in their business than most people do in years of navigating this on your own. It is fast tracking where you want to go. And masterminds have been the single most powerful tool for growth in my business. It took me from five to six figures in the beginning years ago, and then from six to seven figures. And it is something that I love walking people through because it's so incredibly game-changing. We keep this community really tight. So if you're serious about growing your business and doing it in a way that's in integrity with your values so you can make the impact you want to make, but I believe that there's so much more to success and that's going to be making sure that you're also building in a way that gives you the time freedom so you can be with the people you love while you make the impact you want to make in your business. This is it. So don't wait because we cap this thing. We don't accept unlimited people. So you can apply at elizabethhartke.com forward slash maverick or check in the show notes and you need to apply so that we can schedule a call to see if this is the right fit. Ask whatever questions you want and see if this is the right thing both ways. I want to help you build a business that is in alignment with the vision that you have for your life. No more winging it. We've got the blueprint. Let's do this. I have a sneaking suspicion that this episode's going to be just what you needed. More and more, I'm seeing entrepreneurs just 
terrified to get specific and to niche down in their business, to really make their brand specific, their products, their offers specific. What if it drives away other people? But I'm multi-passionate. There are so many different things that I do. I want to speak. I can cater to all these audiences. Well, I do a lot of different things. And I know if I have multiple different offers talking about multiple different things, I can serve so many different audiences. Great. That's all good. But do you want to make sales? Do you want cash flow in your business? Do you want profitability? Because those are the lifeblood of you being able to continue this process and to grow through it. So today we're going into this deep dive in nailing your niche and how it's going to drive the bottom line in your business. And I have to tell you, I I have been working on this diligently with my clients and it is one of the areas that people resist more than anything. So this is a must listen with special guest Kate Scudder. She is a TEDx speaker, a business coach, soon to be mama with a mission to empower 1 million driven, bold, heart-centered women to tap into their genius, to create profitability, to create purpose-driven businesses. And I've had the pleasure of getting to know Kate. She's a total gem and she pours her knowledge into this episode. And as we were chatting, I just kept having all these flashbacks to the people that have reached out in my DMs, that have um, emailed after listening to a podcast episode, my one-on-one clients, my mastermind members, people have gone through my curriculum And they're just struggling with this piece. And I've seen the transformative nature of just doing it. Like saying, okay, I'm not going to worry about the fear that comes with being really specific and and weeding people out and repelling certain people. I'm going to focus on my people, what problem I solve, how I do it, and my language and all of that stuff. And I'm just going to try it. And what happens is magic. And this is the kind of stuff we teach in our programs because it's so, so important. It makes the difference in what you're able to earn and who you're able to serve and on what level. I don't want to waste any more of our time in the intro. Let's get over to Kate Scudder because you guys are going to love this episode. Welcome to Scaling Up, Kate. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a great, great opportunity. I'm thrilled. So today's topic, I think we're going to geek out on a few different things because we're, you know, you're right up my alley with the kind of stuff that you, you nerd out on too. Um, But this particular topic gets me pumped up. But before we get into the juicy stuff and kind of get to the breakdown of things that I think are really going to help our entrepreneurs listening in, tell us more about you. Like what led you to this point in your life, in your business? I know you just moved cross country, like so many amazing things Mm -hmm. happening Give us a little rundown on on you and the journey to where you are now. Oh my gosh. Okay. Such a great question. I mean, whew, how far back do you want to go? Current moment in time, we're recording this on July 9th. I am currently six and a bit months pregnant um, with our first, and I am three and a couple months into, three years and a couple months into running my business, um, which I scaled from zero to seven figures in just over three years. Um, from nothing, from a laptop while I was living in Bali. And so my jam as a heart-centered business coach is really helping women tap into their gifts and use those gifts to build a profitable, purpose-driven business that changes the world. And um, I got started in entrepreneurship kind of by accident, actually. Um, I know a lot of people go to Bali because they know they want to be entrepreneurs. I went because I knew that I didn't want to continue doing what I was 
was doing before I went, which was teaching. Um, I came from a very kind of rigorous academic background, you know, got my master's by 23, went to Amherst College, got my master's right after, worked for a couple of years as a teacher. And I knew that I loved uh, education. I knew I loved serving, you know, young, hungry minds, developing curricula, holding space, being in front of the room. But I very quickly realized that being in a classroom was not where I was meant to do that. And um, so in my mid-20s, I quit my job, which was terrifying at about the same age that I lost my health insurance, and uh, decided to do something different. And I found a 500-hour uh, yoga teacher training program, which was really focused on women's leadership more than like physical yoga, and went to do that. That was in early 2015. And a couple months later, I met my now husband. Uh, and baby daddy on the beach in Bali, which is why I ended up moving there and staying there. And it wasn't until then in early 2016, when I really started to see all these people around me who were doing the laptop lifestyle thing, you know, instead of like crying in the bathroom in between classes, like I was doing as a teacher, they were like sipping coconuts and making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars barefoot. And I'm like, okay, these people know something that I want to learn. Um, and so I, I, I didn't instantly start a business. I actually hit a point, a really low point in 2016 where I nearly, left my then fiance now husband and moved back to the States because I just was completely out of money. And I hit this real turning point of, okay, I know I want to make this work. I don't even know what this is yet, but I'm going to figure out a way to resource myself. So got a, a remote position, um, started just taking a bunch of courses and classes and learning as much as I could, just went into full sponge mode about entrepreneurship. And the following year in May of 2017, I finally launched uh, my coaching business, which was really focused more around women's empowerment, empowering women to create bold, beautiful lives. And uh, that's, that's how my coaching practice started. It was really more in the empowerment space. And then after about six to eight months, I found myself with all of the clients that I had guided through, you know, really powerful transformations through group programs and one-on-one -on -one work. The next question after supporting these women to get into their power was now I want to build something with it and do something with it. And coming from a teaching background, I've always been so obsessed with connecting the dots for people between you know, this is, this is what I want. This is where I, this is where I am now. And how do I kind of close those gaps? So I just really started documenting reverse engineering the entire process that I had gone through, which had taken quite a long time and uh, collapsing that timeline for my clients and students. And that's when I started to really fall in love with business coaching. And it's, it's just grown and really taken off from there. I get goosebumps when I hear stories like that, because I think sometimes people can see people who have found success in business or entrepreneurship or whatever it might be. And it's so quick to assume that their journey was linear or that they went viral or they created that one signature program that just took off or whatever it might be. And totally forgetting that for everyone, it's an evolution. It's a, you know, a stair-step process that has twists and turns that nobody could expect. And sometimes the most wonderful things in our lives are birthed out of those really dark moments or those like back against the wall moments. So I love hearing that. And I love hearing that now the stuff that you do now is a pivot from where you even started. And I think that's, that's a piece of something I really want to flesh out with you today because people are afraid 
to pick something. You mm. know, they're afraid to get really specific because they're like, man, I like so many different things and I have different skill sets. And if I only talk about this and I focus on this, then I'm like, you know, pushing away all these other people that I could be serving because I also can coach in this. And it's, I understand because I lived it, it's a really intimidating thing to get specific, right? To get um, really honed in and focused on what you do, what problem you solve, and what you want to become known for. Mm, absolutely. And the fact that you started in the empowerment space and you're now in the business space is evidence of the fact that you do have to just, you have to start and you do have to get specific and then you have to allow it to evolve based on how you evolve in the process. Absolutely. That's, it's a hundred percent right. I, I was just having this conversation with uh, two different clients actually this week about this very thing and this growth and this iterative process that is both both personal development and branding and business. And that is that, you know, we, when, when I was starting out, for example, I, I couldn't have coached somebody in the, in the dimensions that I can coach somebody on now. I had, I didn't have the skill set, I didn't have the experience. It wasn't imposter syndrome. It was just like, I straight up don't have that skill set. So it's not an integrity for me to offer that as a service. And I think this is a really powerful way to kind of discern where you might be getting in your way when it, in terms of imposter syndrome or, oh, I just, I'm not as good as this person. Um, and where it's just a skill set that you don't have yet and that you're cultivating and developing. And so for me, when I started, I knew what I could do exceptionally well was support women to step into their power. And I branded myself like very early on. I literally just pulled the name out of a hat and was like, you know what? I'm a radiant living coach. That's my jam. That's, that's what I am. That's what I do. I'm not a life coach. I'm not going to call myself empowerment coaching because that doesn't feel quite right. I'm a radiant living coach. I help women create radiant lit up lives that they're obsessed with, take big risks and put themselves first. And I was living proof of that. I had a very well-groomed job before I even left. You know, I, I had quit multiple things that were, you know, paths of success, quote unquote, that had been groomed for me. When I finished my master's, I basically had a free ride planned out to Columbia to pursue a PhD in education. I was like very on that path to do it. And I said, you know what? I want to get my feet wet in teaching and that's what I'm going to do. So big risk right there. When I quit teaching, I had, you know, everything that I wanted lining up for me, I was becoming a very big fish in a very small pond. And I thought, you know what, I'm leaving this. I'm not doing it because something bigger is calling. I took a huge risk and not only went to Bali, but moved there following my heart, following my passion, my dream, because I knew something bigger was calling. And so I was very, very versed both in my personal experience and in some of the tools and skill sets that I'd cultivated um, to to create a really radiant life that was based on values, truth, authenticity. And so I knew that I could support somebody to do that. And because I was very specific, I didn't try to reach outside of my zone of genius. I really played to the strength rather of that zone of genius. I I grew client, a client base very, very quickly because my voice was clear, I was confident, and I was very specific about who I served in that particular problem that I helped women with. And what was very interesting is that as soon as I started to help women with that problem, I myself learned 
what the next iteration of that problem then became. Because I think so much of the time in, in business and in personal development, we can think, once I get that, then I'm there. And I'm sure as you know, as everybody listening knows, you know, even in business, even when you hit a really high level, it's the, the new level, new devil phase is just, it's so true. It's so real. And there's always that next phase. And so with these women that, you know, we're waking up to their gifts, we're stepping into their power. We're feeling more lit up than ever. The next thing they needed support with was now I want to build something with this. I want to build a brand. I want to do something. And so I found myself really early days, just sort of bushwhacking with them and tracing my steps on here's how I did this and got started. And then I found, wow, I'm so actually passionate about this and, um, and really dove into the business realm. And that iteration started to unfold. And it wasn't until, you know, several months later that I really got more experience and more skills under my, under my wing that I rebranded as a business coach. And there's still a lot of the, the personal empowerment, lead, inner leadership work, mindset work that I do, which is you know, such a massive part of business anyway with my clients today, um, but a lot more heavy on the business strategy, sales, um, you know, product suite, all of that sort of stuff that has been incorporated now. But I never would have known or would have allowed myself to develop into that if I hadn't gotten really specific in the beginning. Oh, that's, I just, I feel like you're giving the listeners permission to get specific. Like I know there are people fear. Why do you think people fear that? Like, what do you think it is in entrepreneurs that are so hesitant to, to kind of call their shot and make it specific and really nail their niche? Yeah, I, I, it's such a great question, Elizabeth. I think that it really comes down to this fear, uh, like FOMO, basically fear of missing out on, well, if I say this, I might lose this client. Or if I say this, it doesn't really encapsulate, I don't know if you've felt this before or seen this with your clients, but like I, whether it's writing an Instagram bio or writing a, a phrase on a sales page and then feeling like deleting it a hundred times and re going back to it and feeling like that doesn't 100% say everything that I am do can be, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think that what keeps a lot of us in that constant re-editing our bio phase, you know, both literally and metaphorically is we feel that we have to nail down in a single phrase or in a single particular moment in time, the fullness of what we will become and what we will do. And I think that there's no better way to stunt your growth than doing that. I think that one of the biggest gifts is to get so specific and develop a message that is so clear for a particular avatar or particular client at whatever stage of their the journey that they're at, whatever it is that your offer really truly does, owning that one thing and trusting and knowing that number one, that's not the only thing that you do. This is one offer that we're selling at this time to help with this problem. And number two, the more specific that you are, the more you give people a real sense of the value that you can provide, the more they're going to really trust and be nurtured by your brand. And the more space you actually have to expand and touch on people than if you were just really vague and indescript from the beginning, which isn't going to land deeply with anybody. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's a reason that when we go see a doctor, 
we're willing to pay for a specialist. We're willing right. to pay for the one that like knows their stuff and is super specialized in that particular category of solving the problem that we have. Um, and I feel like in a world where we have like 150 characters to tell our audience what it is we do, what problem we solve, we get so tripped up in that process that like, exactly what you said, like we're trying to well, this doesn't describe how I like long walks on the beach too. And that I'm a mom and that, you know, that I also can help people with growing their email list. But like, I really want to focus on leadership. It's like, yeah, you don't have to have the whole, like everything, including the kitchen sink in there to describe it. Um, so for the people who are struggling with that and feeling like they're a little too broad, what's the first step? Like what's something that they could do to extract that specificity in their brand and and who does they want to serve? Absolutely. So the, the, I teach a method for this, um, inside of one of my programs called nail your niche. And the first step is defining the problem, define the problem that you help people to solve. And this, and the, the, the question to that question that right off the back sometimes arises is, well, there, what if there are multiple problems? Um, here's, here's an exercise that I find to be really helpful with that. If we can define the problem. So let's say the problem is I'm not growing my business big enough. Okay. Drill down into that. What's the actual problem that we have is that we're getting discovery calls and we're not closing sales. Is it that we don't have any leads in our pipeline? Is it that we have blanking cursor, cursor syndrome when we open up the screen and we don't know how to write content? Like what's the actual problem? So by drilling down deeper and deeper until we get to some specifics in our semantics with naming the problem, then you know you're getting to something juicy. Um, and the next thing that I have people do once they've defined that core problem is to then extrapolate out and define, and this is like a little bit of a messaging and a marketing hack, but to, to extrapolate and define the ripple pain that that problem is causing. So one of the things that I see a lot and that I, I can't stand is when like reading sales copy or something or marketing messaging that feels like it comes directly from like a, a ideal client avatar worksheet. Um, you know what I'm talking about? That's like, are you stuck at da 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 And are you unhappy with your life? And it just has these very non-human, no feeling uh, being evoked sort of phrases that are clearly like us as business owners brainstorming what our ideal client is going through. But there's a really big disconnect between the way that our client or ideal client is experiencing that problem through like the pain that they're in in their life and the way that we journal about it to get clarity as business owners. And so a really helpful exercise, and you can do this by getting a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle of it, write out the problems on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side, extrapolate out the ripple pain that that problem is causing. So for example, if the problem is, um, every single discovery call, like you, you have a very low close sales rate, for example, the pain that that's causing is like crying in between your calls, you know, Googling uh, jobs and trying to dust off your resume while like thinking about how you're going to have that really hard conversation with your partner about how you have to go back to corporate, right? That's the pain that they're in. Now we're in juicy copy territory. Now we're in in the, the space of being able to really connect with our audience in a way that showcases not just, Hey, I get your problem, but I see the pain that that causes you. And, uh, and you know, the next phase after that problem and pain exercise is really identifying 
what the promise is of your offer. What it, what is it that you're offering that gives them that solution that shows them the, the next step and what comes after that. So I think that those as two starting places are really, really helpful in terms of dialing in and getting specific. And same thing with the problem. Like we don't want to promise the moon. We want to promise like directly what a particular offer, whether that is a like low ticket course or a high ticket mastermind or one-on-one program, what's the actual transformation that you're going to walk somebody through. And the more that you can dial into the specifics of that, the more deeply resonant uh, your your copy's going to be, your content's going to be, and and the more real opportunity you give your ideal client to connect with you and say that out of a sea of coaches, that's my woman. Exactly. You are like speaking my language right now with this. I love the idea of going multiple levels deep because you know we preach about knowing what problem you solve, but then we get trapped in this, like even though we think we're being specific, we're still have this ambiguity and vagueness to our language and our words matter so deeply. Like we have to, like, you know, it's been said so many times before in the marketing space, you got to enter the conversation that's already happening in your client's head. Your client isn't sitting there, um, harping on the fact that they're, you know, not closing those calls as much as their heart, like feeling the emotion people buy based on emotion, feeling the emotion that's caused by that that problem. Right. And the whole narrative that's going on in their head of maybe like, maybe I'm just not cut out for sales. Maybe I'm too introverted. Maybe there's a thing that I don't have. And so when we can understand, okay, the problem is sales, for example, in this example, the, the narrative in that, that litany of self doubt and, and, and almost trying to problem solve quote unquote, that's happening in our client's head. If we can get right in there, exactly as you say, I love that. And enter into that conversation, shift that conversation and bring it back to, no, here's what you actually need and what's actually going to move the needle forward. We create such an opportunity, not only to build that trust, but to build such a longstanding relationship of, oh, this person, this is the specialist that I need to be speaking to. One of the key things that I teach my clients and my mastermind members and in all my curriculum is this concept of, and this, this goes for early stage entrepreneurs, but still I've worked with plenty that are like 10, 15 years into their business and they're still not known for something. Like you want to get to the place where someone has like a really specific problem and then someone responds, oh yeah, I've got your girl for that. Like that's the, that's the dream. That's the ideal. And the only way that that can happen is because if you center the conversation and tee up the the programs, the offerings that you have that are specific and really, you know, honed in on that niche. So it's, it's a scary exercise in the beginning to get more specific because yeah, you naturally repel other people, but ultimately that's the goal. Like you Mm -hmm. want to bring in the right people that are ready to buy that are that description that you, you know, you kind of brought up a little bit ago that someone says like, Oh, that's my girl. Like that's, that's exactly the coach I'm looking for. That's the person that I want to hire. That's the course that I want to get. Um, and in, in this process, in helping people through it, what, like speaking of sales, like what difference do you see this making in people's ability to close or convert people when they get more specific? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's like 
80% of the sales game. Like this is, and the way that I think about sales is just a full, rather than just a, a single, you know, economic transaction is really like a full ecosystem. And so all of this, I niching content messaging, all of this, I would put into the pre-sales category, which is how we really attract our target audience and, and pre-qualify so many of the leads that are coming in the door because they're coming in the door for the right reasons. They're coming in the door because the message that you're putting out is a direct like radio frequency match to exactly the thing that they're trying to tune in and dial into. And so it naturally becomes so much easier when they're consuming your goodwill content or your free content or your even your very low ticket content that's directly related to helping them solve small elements of their core problem. When you open the doors for a mastermind, a group program, a one-on-one offer and it's a direct match they're already sold like the the you're not going to have to overcome as many objections you know leverage as much urgency and buy now and all of that it's it's so much more based on a relationship of trust a relationship of deep knowing and frankly of having given them so much value before they've paid you a cent and i always say like that is the golden nugget of sales to make sales so much easier is win the sale before you sell anything Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And it makes business feel so much more organic and, uh, and, and in alignment, like your, you know, a lot of clients that reach out or people that I talk to, they're burnt out, not just because of the amount of hours that they're working, but because they are out of alignment. They're trying to serve the whole world and they don't even know who the heck they're talking to anymore. And they're ending up with people that suck their energy. And it's like, man, there's a whole other way to do business and, and this is it. Like, this is the way that you make business feel really good and organically grow and evolve appropriately and like quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, it's such an amazing, empowering feeling when you're like, I have so much freaking clarity around what I do and what I'm known for. And okay. So I know people are like, I always get asked the Instagram bio question. <laughs> you, since we're talking about, you know, niching down and getting specific, do you have any kind of like, I don't like to say formula because I don't think anything should be a formula. It's really what is true to you. But like, for lack of other words, formula as to how you'd recommend people to put together in so many characters or words, what that niche is. That's such a great question. Um, so I, I, I don't have like a plug and play formula, but I, I kind of do actually, now that you're asking that I'm like all these bullet points come into my head. So I'll break that down. So the first thing that I would say, um, one thing that is really interesting, and I actually discovered this, I don't know, maybe a year ago when I, all of a sudden I added, um, so not the first line of like your bio, but you know that the almost like the title or description of who you are. So not your username, the next thing, the bold thing below that. I'm yeah. not an Instagram specialist, so I don't know what that's called. But that thing, um, I put business coach in there probably a year ago and I started getting a lot of new followers and so many random leads in my DMs who were like, you were the first, when I typed in business coach in the search bar on Instagram, you were the first person that came up. And I was just like, it was totally by accident. I was like, wow, that's good to know. Um, so my recommendation is to, you can still have your name. I have that, you know, vertical bar, you could do a dash, whatever it is, but then write what you do 
in the most basic searchable terms. And if I were saying this to my three and a half year ago self, um, I probably wouldn't have put radiant living coach. I would have put life coach. I would have put a term that people would search for. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the first thing that I would say is make that clear all the way up above. And then you don't have to write it again in your actual, uh, description. So in your description, I don't, is it 150 characters? It's something I don't like know. That. I it's made not, that up, but it's no, I think that's like Twitter, that. but it's something like that. That sounds about right. 200, something like that. Um, first of all, I always write mine in notes and then copy and paste it. So the line breaks are, are appropriate. So that's just like a little technical hack. Um, but I recommend having a couple different lines there. The first thing that I do is I write who I help. So I help blank to blank. And this is, this is what I do. And I separate those different lines with an emoji at the beginning, just because that's visually how I like to read bios. It feels easier to kind of scan through. It just organizes the information. So right off the bat, even if you just spend one second or glancing at my thing, you know, I'm a business coach, you know, I help driven women build heart centered businesses. Like, boom, that's what I do. Um, the other thing that I have in there and that I recommend if you depend, and this is going to depend based on the stage of business that you're at is a transformation that you've gone through. So one of the lines that I have in my bio is burnt out teacher to seven figure biz coach. And that get, it doesn't give you my full story. It doesn't say, well, I didn't become an entrepreneur right away. I actually, you know, like the long thing that I just said in the beginning here to you, but it lets you know this transformation is possible. Um, and that's, that's who I am and that's where I've been. So it gives you like a really quick little sound bite and it can be a talking point. I get DMS from people who are like, Oh my gosh, I was a teacher. Wow. Like where can I read more about your story? And it's a nice little hook in to I'm connecting with some bit of your narrative and your, your brand story. Um, and then I usually have something in there that is like a, personal touch. Um, I've, I think I deleted that out recent, recently when I had like a location emoji and it said LA or something like that. And we've just been figuring out where the hell we're living. So I took that part out. Um, but usually I have some sort of like a personal connect thing. I had something in there for a little while about, you know, being pregnant, um, just like a, a personal connect bit. And then the last line, I usually have whatever it is that I'm promoting, whether that is a wait list to a program or a, um, a free challenge or something that I'm running or doors open to a particular program. And if I'm not in launch mode, then I have it go to, um, you can set up either a link tree or a link in bio. We have our own like custom built, um, page that has a bunch of free resources that's built specifically for Instagram. So really that call to action step as the next step. And the key to this is that you make sure that you also change the link in your bio, um, to change appropriate with whatever that call to action is. So those are some of the key things. Like we don't need to know, um, you know, every little detail about your story. We don't need to know every single program that you're, that you run and that you do. So obviously when I have, I'm promoting a wait list, I'm not promoting my podcast. I'm not promoting other things that of course I want people to tune into, but it's really about using that real estate for the most leverageable purpose that you have right now in your business. Yep. Spot on. I, and changing out, I've found changing out that link somewhat frequently, like certainly not every day, but like every week, every other week, based on what you have going, or if there's a particular podcast episode you want to promote or different things like that has been really a great and effective way to, um, 
kind of keep people coming back to check it and you can highlight it in your stories and say, Hey, make sure you go to the link in my bio. I have something new in there for you and kind of elaborate on it. So I found it to be really effective way to get more people on my list or to, to direct them towards whatever it is I I know is going to serve them most at that time. Uh, This has been so, so good, Kate. I love this concept and it's something that I've been embracing more and more as I go forward. Um, It's, it's so easy to help other people do it. I don't know if you ever feel this way. I can help people get super specific in what they do and kind of weed out all the BS and get laser focused like all day long. For myself, I second guess it. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I want to highlight that because I want people listening to know like you can be, um, you can understand this concept, but it doesn't mean it's going to be like super easy for you to do for yourself. And sometimes bringing someone else in is a helpful process too. But um, this has just been, excellent. And I want to make sure people can come find you. So where is the best place they can come search for you and communicate with you and, and see what you're doing in the world? Absolutely. Um, I love that. I just want to say before I answer that, I totally feel you. And I think that that's what's so powerful about you know being in the coaching space is like we can be absolute experts and slay all day at helping be a mirror for other people to reflect different things and strategize and hold it all together. And I think that sometimes it just takes somebody, even if we're not like working with them privately, but to reflect something in a little bit of a different way that just lands and really, really resonates. It's just so helpful. So um, I, I love that. And I, I hope everyone listening has taken a lot out of this as well. Um, and absolutely. Well, you can search for me on Instagram. I'm Kate Scudder, C-A-I-T um, is how I spell my first name. Uh, you can always also find me on katescudder.com um, and check out my podcast as well, which is called Born to Rise. Uh, you can search for that on iTunes or Spotify. Um, that's, those are most of the places. I also host a free Facebook group for, uh, women entrepreneurs that I put free trainings in every single week. Um, it's a really awesome community. So if you're looking for a little bit more of a community vibe, I'd love to hang out with you there as well. Awesome. I will link to all that in the show notes so you guys can find Kate easily. And Kate, you're awesome. I love connecting with you and Same. good luck in your pregnancy. You're coming to the home stretch. Home stretch. Recording. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, you're glowing for those who can't see Kate. She really does have the pregnancy glow. So good for you. Hang on to that until you're like a sleepless mom that looks like a train wreck. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. I will come back to this episode, listen to that and just reminisce on the time that I had that glow. Yeah. Thank you, Elizabeth. It's been so good to connect with you as well. I loved coming on today and um, thanks so much. Yeah. Stay in touch. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.